Thank you. So great to see you guys. So glad you're here. Thank you to those of us, you joining us online. We're so glad that you're with us as well. We know that God has something specific for you wherever you're joining from, so thank you for that. I'm telling you, Pastor Aaron and I absolutely love seeing those beautiful families and those young children coming before their church and before the Lord. It just fills our hearts so much, just like exploding. We just love welcoming them in because this church was built not for us, but for them for them and for their children. This is a church for the future generations. And so we're so glad to welcome them in. They're gonna be leading the church one day. And so, yeah, give it up. They're gonna be leading the church one day. And we are gonna do everything we can to equip and empower them to live that out in their life. God has incredible purposes for them, even at that age. And we are just full of joy to see it come to life in them. So we love that. Because at the end of the day, we are all here because we're seeking God. We're all here because we're seeking God. We, we came here because we're longing to have him in our lives and to have relationship with him. And I, I truly believe that we need God now more than ever before. What we have gone through in the last two years has just been unprecedented for most of us in our lives. We've not experienced what we've gone through, the challenges that we faced. It's just all been new and it's been a bit overwhelming. And so we've all had challenges and we've been trying so hard just to make it through life. We've been giving it our all, all that we've got. We've just been giving it our all just to get by. So is there anyone here that feels that way, that you've been just giving life all that you've got and it just isn't enough? Anyone feel that way? Raise your hand. Yeah, hands up all over this place. Absolutely, we can, we can resound with that. that. That's definitely something we've experienced, right? Well, I have some great news for you today. It's really great news. We were not meant to live this life in our own power. Isn't that good news? Aren't you so glad? We were not meant to live this life in our own power. God gave us a gift of the Holy Spirit. It says in the book of Zechariah, chapter four, verse six, it says, not by might or by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. It's by his spirit, not by our power, not by our might. And I'm so thankful for that. Would you just pray with me as we begin to just dive into what God is gonna teach us about the Holy Spirit today? Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we worship you. We are so thankful that you are a good, good father and that we have you in our lives. And God, we are here together as your church, as your children seeking you in this place today. So God, open our hearts to receive all that you would have for us especially regarding the Holy Spirit in our lives. We wanna know more, we wanna understand more so we can fully live in the power that you have for us in our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm so thankful that God gave us his spirit and in, in that particular verse it says, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And so his spirit, and it's actually translated as God's breath. It's literally the action of his breath breathing. That's what his spirit is. And so the Holy Spirit is one part of the Trinity. 
So God is three in one. It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Three in one. And so God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, they've all been present since the very beginning of time, and we're all present as a part of creation. So if you think about Genesis chapter one, where it talks about God creating the heavens and the earth, so he's the creator of everything, and he's speaking into existence the earth and everything in it. And so in scripture, it refers to Jesus as being the word. So Jesus was the word at creation going out. And then the Holy Spirit was the action. He was making it happen because it refers to him. In Genesis chapter one, it says the spirit was hovering over the waters. And so that's the spirit. He was a part of creation. He was the action behind creation itself. And so we, we can embrace him in our lives. It is a gift. God has given us this gift of the Holy Spirit. And so God wants to fill us with that Holy Spirit so we can live through the power of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever received a gift from someone and you know they give it to you and you're opening it up and you kind of open it up and you have no idea what it is? You just kind of look at it for a minute and you look at them and you're like, thanks, and then you kind of have to say, what is it? <laughs> and, and you need some type of explanation. Have you ever opened a gift like that that you just have no idea? So 23 years ago when Pastor Aaron and I were engaged to get married, somebody was throwing me bridal and wedding showers, and so they did this pampered chef shower. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're really awesome kitchen utensils and, and kitchen pots and pans and, and dishes and stoneware, you name it. And so they threw me this pampered chef party so people would order stuff for me and it would just show up to my house and I would open it up and I'd be like, oh, awesome, look at this, this is awesome. Look at these pots and pans and stoneware and all these awesome kitchen gadgets. Well, one of the gifts I open is this little thing right here. And I open it and I have no idea what it is. And I have to ask the, the pampered chef lady, I'm like, what is this? I have no idea. And she says, listen, you are gonna love that thing. So this thing did change my life, by the way. This thing is a corn butterer, a corn on the cob butterer. Let me tell you, there's like goopy butter right in here. That's a good stuff right there. So when you have your corn on the cob, you put this, you see there's like this little arch right there. It fits right on the corn on the cob. You just go back and forth and you turn your corn on the cob while you're buttering it and butter's melting and oozing everywhere and the whole thing gets covered. Because literally, if you don't have this, how do you put butter on your corn on the cob? Like, it's impossible. You put the butter on the knife, then you put the knife to the corn on the cob, which is hot, which melts the butter, and it falls right off. And then you can't get your whole corn on the cob buttered. Seriously. This thing is, like, amazing. You're going to want one, I'm telling you. I actually have two in my house because, goodness, if I lost this, we would be a mess. So we got another one. But I'm telling you, look at that awesome gooey butter. Mm. But I had to have them explain it to me. I didn't know what it was. It's an amazing gift. I love it so much. And so that's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. God has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And some of us have no idea who he is and what he does in our life. And so we need God to explain that. But then once we receive him, once we have him in our life, we can't imagine living without him. It's just like the Holy Spirit. It's a gift that God gives us. It's a wonderful gift. And God 
explains to us who the Holy Spirit is, how we can work in our life. And then once we get to know him, changes our life forever. We cannot imagine living without the Holy Spirit. And so what does it look like to live this Spirit-empowered life? What does it look like? Looking in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, it says, for the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk, it's living by God's power. It's living by God's power. But for some people, their faith, their, their Christianity that they're living out, it's, it's just a bunch of talk. It's, it's a, some beliefs, it's some ideas that they're trying to live by. But according to this passage, it's saying, look, it's not just talk. It's not just you saying, yeah, I, you know, I believe in that. It's actually living by God's power. And so there's more. There's, God has something better. God has something deeper for us. He wants us to live with this burning passion in our gut. He wants us to, to live with this power that's like dynamite. The Bible refers to the Holy Spirit as dunamis, power. And that word dunamis actually means dynamite. And the power that is packed in that one little stick of dynamite, I mean, it would explode this whole place. It's powerful. That's the kind of power God wants us living in our life. I mean, it's amazing. When Jesus was on the earth living with his disciples, they were firsthand witnesses to this incredible power. They got to see it day in and day out walking with Jesus. He was doing miracles and signs and wonders and there were resurrections and just incredible things. And so they were eyewitnesses of this amazing power. Well, then Jesus dies and then he, he rises again and then he has 40 days on the earth after he rises again. He spends 40 days on the earth with his disciples continuing to pour into them and give them all the last minute instructions that he has for them. Just super amazing for him to just spend that time with the disciples. And so I would say that Jesus' last words that he gives his disciples on the earth are pretty important. And, and I feel like we should take note of them. I mean, I, I feel the same way for, for husbands and wives. You know, husbands, when your wife is giving you a bunch of instructions, maybe she's leaving for a few hours and needs you to do some things or you gotta do some stuff with the kids and she's like, hey, I need you to do this and then this and then this or maybe you're heading to the store and she's giving you the things she needs and she's saying, hey, listen to this and this and this. I would dare say to you husbands that the very last thing that comes out of her mouth, you should take note of because it's probably the most important thing. But I know for you husbands at but at that point, you're like totally zoned out. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is just too much. I can't take it all in. And she says, hey, listen, there's one more thing. And you're just like, whoa, I can't, I can't take it in. Like, I would dare to say that's the most important thing on her list. And so I would dare say the same goes for Jesus on the earth. His very last words, his very last instructions that he gives to his disciples, I would say those are probably pretty important. And it, we can see it, it's in scripture in the book of Acts chapter one, verse eight, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you 
and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Those are some pretty, pretty important words he's leaving with them. He says, you're gonna receive this power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And they, they had been seeing Jesus living that out on the earth, and they, they, didn't, they couldn't function in that power yet. They didn't have the Holy Spirit yet. But he's saying, listen, you're gonna receive that power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then you can go everywhere and do everything in my name. For a lot of us who are following Christ, we, we understand God. We get, you know, that he's God the Father and, you know, he's, he's amazing, he's all powerful. We understand salvation, you know, that's great. We accept salvation, we, we understand that. We believe the, the word of God, you know, the Bible, yep, yep, got that. But a lot of us struggle to comprehend who the Holy Spirit is. And honestly, what his role in our life really is. There's just a lot of confusion around it. But here, here you have Jesus telling his disciples this important thing, and, and then he, he basically is telling them, don't do anything else. Don't do anything until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He didn't want them to do anything else until they received that power. Why? Why would he say that? Why would that be so important for them to receive that so that they could live in that on the earth so they could function in the Holy Spirit's power. He knew they were gonna need that to do everything that he called them to do. So God has this incredible gift. It's an incredible gift. He doesn't give harmful gifts to his children. He gives good gifts. I don't know any father that would ever do that. I don't know any father that would ever give a harmful gift to their child. And our heavenly father is the same. He gives good gifts to his children. He knows exactly what we need. And this is a gift that he's given us. And so we are praying for you that you would desire more and more of the Holy Spirit in your life, that you would truly open yourself up to receive him and to get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. We want to help you to have this in your life so we're spending the next few weeks, we're doing a whole series just on the Holy Spirit because we know that we need to understand more, we need to learn more about him, to have him moving in our life. So we wanna help you with this and we're gonna continue looking in the book of Acts in chapter 19. Paul was traveling and he was in the area of Ephesus talking to some Christians there and this is the conversation he was having with them and we're gonna pick that up and in verse one it says, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, he asked them. No, they replied, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience, he asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin but John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. 
As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. And so you might be saying, yep, that right there, that passage is exactly why I don't wanna have anything to do with the Holy Spirit. You might be saying that. You may have come across this passage before and you might have just said, you know what? I don't want anything to do with that. That whole tongues thing, the speaking in tongues, the prophesying, I don't want anything to do with it. And so you have shut yourself out to the Holy Spirit. And, and I get that. I get that sh- that's a little bit, you know, a little bit scary. It's a little bit hard to understand. I mean, speaking in tongues, you don't, you don't really know what anyone's saying when they're doing it, right? So it's kind of like, what's going on? What are they saying? What is, what's happening? Like, I don't even know what they're saying. And well, let me help you. I, I can give you a quick translation of what they're saying. So it, it simply boils down to who stole the keys to the Honda? So God's been asking this question for a long time. Who stole the keys to the Honda? And just if anybody has the answer, that'd be awesome. Like, that'd be great. Um, but I understand it's, it's, it's crazy. It seems weird, right? You don't understand what people are saying. And we can joke and we can make, make light of it. It's all good, church. We can laugh. <laughs> uh, but it, you don't understand. It doesn't make sense, right? And so tongues is one way that the Holy Spirit shows up, but it's not the only way. It's one way. And so it is a gift, the gift of tongues. It is a gift. And some people receive that spiritual gift of tongues. And it's basically a personal prayer language. So if I were to explain it to you, the reason that we don't understand it is because it's spiritual. It's a spiritual language. It's a heavenly language. And basically, it goes directly from our spirit to God and it bypasses our thoughts, our words, our feelings, all of it. It just goes straight from our spirit to God. And how many of you know, sometimes we can get in our own way sometimes, right? Our thoughts, our feelings, our words, our agenda, right? And so this heavenly prayer language is just a complete direct connect between us and God. And Sometimes it's good to remove ourselves from the scenario. And so that's, that's the heavenly prayer language. That is the gift of tongues. And it is a spiritual gift from God. And God, remember, God does not give harmful or bad gifts to his children. He gives good gifts. And so not everyone will receive the gift of tongues, but everyone can receive that gift. It is available to all people. And so just understanding that, that that's a gift to us from God, just like salvation. Salvation is a free gift and it's for everyone. There's nothing that you can do to earn it. It's just an amazing gift from God. But salvation, salvation is the starting point and there's more for us. God has more and that comes through his Holy Spirit comes through his Holy Spirit. Aaron and I, we love to eat really, really good food. Is there anyone else there, else out there? Are you a foodie? Yeah, we are foodies, major foodies. We love it. We love to eat at new restaurants. We love to try new foods. We, 
we just love it. And so I actually follow a number of, of people online that, that go around in the Space Coast and actually eat at different restaurants, new restaurants. They talk about what they eat and how it was and kind of give ratings and everything. So I follow all of that online. I keep up with it. And I actually keep a list in my phone of places to try and what kind of food is really good there. And so if we ever have a chance to hop out, this the two of us or go on a date night, we'll open that list up and be like, hey, where do you wanna go eat? What do, you, what do you wanna try? Oh, I heard this place is amazing for this. Let's try that. And so we do that. And so I love it, I follow it, I look at the reviews and, and I, I find out, oh, this, this restaurant's the best French toast in Brevard or this restaurant is the best poke bowls in Brevard or whatever and we like try them out and everything. So it's super fun. But it's also, also interesting when I look at the reviews and I look up the restaurant online, sometimes I realize that the restaurant is right around the corner from where we live. I'm like, I had no idea that was there. And it's like right around the corner from where I live. And, and then other times you get this recommendation for a restaurant and you pull up to go eat there and you're like, is this the right place? I'm not sure because it's like super dingy and dirty and looks like a little hole in the wall. And you're like, are we really gonna eat here? I don't know, it looks kind of sketchy. And so sometimes it doesn't even look like you wanna be there, right? Well, I'm here to tell you today that there's a place with God that doesn't always look like you wanna be there on the outside. But God has something bigger for you. God has something better for you and it's just waiting for you. It's just around the corner. And one of the best restaurants to eat in Bavard might be within walking distance of your house and you don't even know it's there. And God is saying, I've got something amazing for you and it's within walking distance and I'm waiting for you to accept it. He's calling you to embrace the Holy Spirit today for your life. He wants that for you. There are things with God that he has for you. He's welcoming you into something more, into something deeper, into something even better for your life. We are so thankful to God that we have salvation. It's an incredible gift. So thankful that, that one day we'll get to go to heaven and, and join him. But that's not, that's not the end, that's just the beginning. That's just the starting point. He wants to change your life. He wants you to empower your life. He wants you to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. So he has this amazing thing for you. Some of us, some of us have been resistant to the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We've been resistant, we've kind of dug our heels in a bit with it. Well, usually we resist something that we don't understand. We're resistant to those things. And so there's a passage in scripture in the book of Ephesians. This is the message translation. In verse 30 it says, don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. I love that passage. You know, if there was anything that we ever thought would grieve God or would break his heart, you know, what would that be? It's telling us right here, it's saying, not receiving this gift that he has for you, taking it for granted, that breaks God's heart to see 
Another passage in Ephesians chapter five, verse 18, it says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you've ever stopped to think about why they correlate being drunk on alcohol with the Holy Spirit there, but I know some of you probably have experienced it in your life or maybe you've seen someone in your life, you know, someone is drinking alcohol and they're drinking and they keep drinking some more and they keep drinking some more and pretty soon they just like come out of their shell and they're acting a little bit crazy and they usually end up doing things that they wouldn't normally do, right? Have you seen it? You, you've seen people do that? Yeah, where you just have this person you know in your life and you're like, that, they would never do that. And then they've got a little alcohol in them and sure enough, you know, they're, they're acting a bit crazy, right? Well, they're correlating this to the Holy Spirit in this passage saying, listen, you know, don't, don't get drunk on wine. Don't allow that to be the thing that draws you to do something you wouldn't normally do. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit because through his power and his strength, you are gonna be able to do things that you normally wouldn't do. And so this passage is saying, instead of getting the fake thing, no, 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 here, get the real thing. Get the Holy Spirit because that's gonna empower you to do what you normally wouldn't do on your own. And I love how, how it compares that because we can understand that, we can see that and, and, and get that, right? I mean, that makes total sense because being drunk, we lose our inhibition. We just kind of go crazy. Well, with the Holy Spirit, we no longer contain ourselves. We allow him to move and to flow as he wants to. Don't just be satisfied with coming to church once in a while. Don't just be satisfied with your salvation when there is more, when God is offering you more, when he has got something amazing for you in your life. So how, how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna walk this out in our life? Well, today, I only have one thing I'm gonna ask you to do today, my one point in this message because we are going to spend many weeks just diving into the Holy Spirit and what that looks like for our lives. And so today I'm simply asking you to do one thing, and that is to remove barriers and repent. Remove the barriers in your life that you have put up with the Holy Spirit, and then repent for not receiving all that God has for you. Because some of the barriers in our life We've put them up ourselves, and some of the barriers come from other people or from experiences that we've seen. And so we, we can have barriers in our life for multiple reasons. And you might be saying, you know, yourself, well, <clears throat> I, I, I do, I have some barriers, I've put them up, I've experienced some things, and we have to ask ourselves, what is it that is preventing me from being open to the power and activity of the Holy Spirit in my life. We have to identify what that is. Because for you, you might be saying, well, you know, it just, it just seems weird. It just seems a little, you know, kooky and, and that whole tongue stuff, like that's just so weird. Like I don't want anything to do with it. And so just because of that, you've set a barrier up in your life. Or maybe 
Maybe it's something somebody else shared with you. Or maybe you saw some people do something strange and something crazy, and they said it was the Holy Spirit. And so you said, oh, no, I don't want that. I don't want any of that. And so that has been the barrier you've set. And so I get it. I understand. There are people, there are churches that have unfortunately used spiritual manipulation regarding the Holy Spirit. They have made it kooky, spooky, and weird, and you want nothing to do with it. I get it. I get it. But let me tell you, that is a misrepresentation of who the Holy Spirit really is. It's a misrepresentation. And so that makes me so sad when people have experienced that and then have, have dug their heels in and have put up a barrier. I'm so fortunate in my life to have incredible parents that brought me up following Christ my whole entire life. I accepted Christ when I was four years old. And so I, I've literally been following him you know, most of my whole entire life. I'm so blessed, I'm so fortunate. And I'm so thankful that they introduced me to all of who God was as I was growing and I got to see them live it out in their life. I got to see them with the power of the Holy Spirit. I got to see them with their personal prayer language and living that out and what it looks like. And they, they introduced that to me and they, they taught that to me at a young age. And so I was just lovingly shown what that could be like for my life and I'm so thankful. And every night my dad would put me to bed as a child and he would pray over me and, and he would say, do you have anything you wanna pray about? And I would tell him or whatever, he would pray over me. And then at the end of that prayer, he would just say, okay, honey, daddy's just gonna pray in the spirit over you just for a minute. And so he would, he would just pray in his prayer language over me and I would just lay there. And every night he would simply ask me, would you like to do that? And I would just look right up at him and I'd be like, no, nope, I don't wanna do that. You know, and so every night he did that with me. Every night he took the time and every night he would just pray in the spirit over me. And then one night he said, do you wanna do that? And I just looked up at him and I was like, yeah, I wanna do that. And so he was like, great. And he led me in that process and introduced me to the Holy Spirit for myself and, and that personal prayer language. And I'm so thankful, so thankful that I got to experience him in that way. But I know many of you have not. You've not had that experience. You've had bad experiences. And that has shut you off to the Holy Spirit in your life. And maybe, maybe somebody shared a story with you one time and, and, and that has been the barrier for you. They might have said, you know, oh, I, I talked to Sister Sally one time and she went up for prayer and they told her she might fall over in the spirit and, and then she said they pushed her over and, you know, and now you're like, I don't want anything to do with that. That's crazy. Again, that is a misrepresentation of the Holy Spirit. It's a misrepresentation. That is not who the Holy Spirit is. And so you have to truly understand him, understand what the word says about him, what God intends for him in our life so that we can embrace him. Because we tend to avoid what we're afraid of or what we don't understand. So this is very hard to understand. The Holy Spirit is hard to understand. And so a lot of times that is a barrier for us. We avoid it altogether. So I wanna tell you that we cannot contain the power of the Holy Spirit, but we can put limits on his work in our life. 
And we've done that by putting those barriers up. And so if the barrier for you is a lack of understanding, then we wanna help you gain that understanding so that you can embrace him. So that's why we're taking the time to do a whole series about it. Little by little, every week, we're gonna introduce you to more and more and more of the Holy Spirit so that you can understand, so that you can remove the barriers and welcome him in your life. But if it's a barrier that you have put up because of misrepresentation, I want to ask you to be open to seeing the Holy Spirit in a new way. So if we've put that barrier up, we have to be the one to remove it. If we've made that decision, yep, nope, I don't want any of that. Well, we're gonna be the one that has to remove that. So that's what I'm, I'm simply asking you to do today, is to remove that barrier and just simply repent. God, I'm, I'm sorry for not embracing all of what you have for me. God, I want everything you have. Because I, I hope that you truly, truly embrace the fact that, that God is truly limitless. He is limitless in his power, but because of the barriers that we have set up and we have put in our lives, we've put God in a box. Why would we want to do that? So what if today, what if we open ourselves up? What if we remove that box? What if we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and to truly, truly be a part of our lives and live in that power that he has for us? What if we did that? What would it look like? I can promise you this. This church will not get spooky, kooky, or weird because that's not who the Holy Spirit is. So you will not see that here. But he has limitless power that he wants to pour out on us. and We need to be open to receive it. We will allow the Holy Spirit to move here. He is welcome here in this place. We want him to move through us, through this church like never before. And we truly believe that God still does miracles today. Do you believe that church? God still does miracles today. He does. How? How does he do that? Through the power of his Holy Spirit. That's how that happens today because Jesus was spending time with his disciples and he was telling them, he was saying, look, you guys have been doing life with me. You've been watching me do all these miracles and living this out in my life on the earth. You've been seeing everything. And he's like, listen, you're gonna be able to do all of this. And he doesn't stop there. He says, and even greater things. How is that even possible? How is the even greater even possible? Only through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how that's possible. So we truly believe that God still moves today. We truly believe that he still works miracles today. And so don't miss out on the greater that God has for you. Take a step, take a step towards him today to embrace 
the Holy Spirit, remove the barriers, repent before him and say, God, I want all that you have. And we're, we're going to declare that today as a church because that's who we are. The Holy Spirit is welcome in this place and we want you to be open to the Holy Spirit being welcome in your life. Because God wants to do even greater things that are yet to come. So let's stand as we close today. We're gonna pray and invite the Holy Spirit in this place. And if you need prayer in your life for anything, if you need healing, if you need breakthrough, if you need to be set free from addiction, Pastor Aaron is gonna be up here for prayer. And you can come during this last song for prayer. But we're gonna pray as a church that we are gonna welcome the Holy Spirit here and in our lives so that we can see even greater things Let's pray, church. Let's invite him here. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. We thank you that you are a good, good father and that you give good gifts to your children. And we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that you have given us. God, that we can live empowered lives, that we can do things that we normally wouldn't be able to do in our own strength. God, we thank you that when we feel like we don't have enough to live life, that we have the Holy Spirit's power to, to strengthen us, God, to give us that power to live this life you've called us to live. God, we thank you that through your Holy Spirit, we can overcome, that through your Holy Spirit, we can have healing. God, that relationships can be healed, that marriages can be healed, that families can be restored, that addictions can be broken. God, through your Holy Spirit, we can see miracles happen today. We believe it and we declare it, God. We are a church that welcomes the Holy Spirit. You are welcome here in this place, Holy Spirit, to move. And God, we just pray that every heart in this place would be open to receive from you, to receive your Holy Spirit in their lives, God, so that they could live a Spirit-empowered life. God, we thank you for even greater things that are coming because of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name.